this is episode 649 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, July 3rd, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about Apex Legends Season 2. And that's pretty much it. I haven't played all that much outside of that. Not that I can think of it. I dabbled with Super Mario Maker 2, specifically the course world, and playing through that random not level generator but the thing where you just you go through random levels created by other people and you just keep going and seeing how high you can go before you end up losing all your lives i got to about level 15 or so or through level uh, through 15 levels and i still have plenty of lives left uh, i haven't returned to it since it seemed pretty easy i don't know how they distribute the levels if they get progressively harder if the clear rate of the levels that you are given gets progressively lower so that the the challenge will be harder and that you won't just get a ridiculous high score and just keep going and going and going because at this point it seems very easy i haven't dabbled around with making another level yet but my one level is up to 50 plays and it's been liked 10 times so 20 percent of the people who have played it like it which is nice and then the clear rate is down to 5.63%. I think it's been played 373 times and it's been cleared 18 times. So I don't know if I should feel happy about that or sad, but I, I feel a mixture of both, but more so happy than anything. I like that because I wanted it to be challenging though. I saw someone play through it and it was a breeze for them. They didn't have any problem with it. So for some people, my level is pretty damn easy, and for others, it's just a nightmare. Oh well, oh well. Uh, but yeah, I haven't put that much more time in it since last episode, but I have put plenty of time into Apex Legends Season 2, and I like it. I did pick up the Battle Pass, of course. The changes to the map are alright. I have to get used to them because there are certain areas that are way more affected than others. You know, there's some areas that aren't affected at all. And the ones that are affected are affected rather significantly. And I don't know if I really like that. My biggest problem with it is that for the most part entirely, it seems like all the changes are cosmetic. And what I mean by that is the the fact that, yes, I think the story crux of this season is that the barrier that was preventing all these monsters, these creatures from entering the arena, that broke down. And that's why those giant monsters, which I think are called Leviathans, those are in the arena now. And then you have the flying dragon things that carry around death boxes. And what bums me out about it is that you will come into these certain spaces that have caged dragons and they will make noise and it could be alarming at first when you're just going through a space and then you hear a roar and you're like, oh shit, it's like being at the zoo and like one time I was at the zoo and there was a, a, a lion den or whatever and we were looking and we couldn't find the lion in the space and then we heard a loud roar and it startled us and the, the lion was right below us. It was hiding uh, under there and that's the kind of thing you get from the dragons because in their cages, if you get close to the cage, they can't swipe at you and damage you. I tried that. I got right up there just to see if it would kill me or something. It did nothing. And you can't shoot them when they're in the cage and kill them. 
that does nothing other than make you a monster for killing a caged animal, you sick son of a bitch. But uh, there isn't much gameplay introduced with them. And the giant leviathans, they can raise a leg, and I'm assuming that if you went under that when they smashed it back down to the ground that you would die from that. But I don't see how you would ever end up in a situation where you're doing that unless you're you're running away and then they lift their leg when you're running away and then you choose to instead of go around that space that has been opened up, you just go right under it. The only thing I could think of that could make their or, or put in some kind of risk reward system in those situations that under their footprint is a loot box or uh, an epic weapon or something that gives you a reason to take the chance. Otherwise, why even bother? It is cool to see them raise their their leg and then smash it down. It sounds awesome. It looks cool. It's you know somewhat awe-inspiring, but in terms of affecting the gameplay and, and the match and how you tackle a situation, no, because they, they don't raise their legs that often. And it's so slow and just so obvious that why would you end up in a situation where you would end up underneath their raised foot? Um, but seeing the the environment different, uh, you know, some areas completely destroyed in that, that is cool. But I wish there was a little bit something more added, whether there were new items added. I don't know. Something that would make, you know, in the in the form of zip lines and, and stuff like that, if they added something else, whether, you know, I don't want to say jump pads because, you know, then what is Octane? But, you know, something that made those spaces a little bit more interesting, like, I don't know, low gravity or, or something crazy, something that just made the game feel more different as opposed to just looking different, the map looking different. And then... On top of that, of course, we got the new legend whose name I can't remember because she is someone I I purchased her because I have fucking so many goddamn legend tokens and I don't know what the hell to spend them on. I used the 12,000 to buy her and I still have like 80 something thousand left over. Got the, the, all of, of all the things they could do for the game, bug fix like I want them to give us more ways to spend that fucking currency. Because that currency is the only currency you earn in-game after a point from leveling up. That's it. You don't earn anything else. And seeing it build up, and sure, I could use it on alternate skins if I already have the previous skin unlocked and stuff like that. That's nice, but what if I don't? Then I just see this number keep rising with no... Like, it's just fucking bullshit. And... It's not enough to make me say, hey, I'm going to stop playing this game because I, I love playing it. That's that's what I love most, but it's annoying as fuck to just see all this currency that is ultimately unusable. It's just a waste of space. And it makes leveling up feel worthless. Because, well, great. I have a few these things. I have a few of these things. Can't do anything with them. So... I don't like that. But along with the new legend, we have the, the battle pass, of course, which I picked up right away. Again, 950 Apex coins, which is equal to $9.50. It is different in the way you level up. So leveling up now, I think 
uses both these stars you earn from completed challenges and the XP you earn. I think you get the, the same number of XP towards your battle pass and your regular regular leveling up. I'm not entirely sure. I'm, I'm guessing that because I think I saw somewhere in there where it said this is XP plus stars combined and the number of whatever battle pass XP I had towards the next level, it showed it as a an odd number and not an even number because the the star things are all like 3,000 stars for this, 6,000 for this, uh, and so on. And mine was at like 22,021 or something. So that 21 could only exist if it was also counting my XP. But I'm at level 6 or 5 after one day so i think anyone who plays it even somewhat regularly will have absolutely no problem reaching max level uh, in addition to the battle pass and the rewards are gonna be fine i guess i don't know uh, they introduced loading screens i don't know how many are in the game but i don't i don't give a shit about that they have uh when you jump from the dropship, you can have little animations for the legends, which kind of silly. I, it's their way of venturing towards emotes and that shit, which kind of worries me. As long as it's in, it's in the jump, I don't mind. That's kind of fun, sure. But I don't want to start seeing people emote fucking in the the game. That's one of the things I like about Apex is that it's not like it's oh it's the serious battle royale game for serious people, but I don't know. It, it just gets in the way focus on the game let's focus on winning um you can now see your stats when you're in the the squad or the the play menu which is where you would launch the game um if you click on your name inspected and i think you could do this with anyone in your party as well and, and see their stats you can see your lifetime stats as well as your stats for each season and the stats include total wins, total top fives. So the top fives one is currently broken. Uh, it's not It's not accurate to call them broken because they said in their little press release that listed all like the bug fixes and, and everything that's coming with this update that certain stats weren't being tracked right from the beginning. And they will look into ways to try and get those stats and then update them later down the road but currently you know they're just starting from scratch so your your total top fives is, is one stat that wasn't being tracked from the the get-go which is clear from the fact that i have more wins than top five finishes and that i only have like six top five finishes or whatever uh and i, I thought i had more wins but i apparently don't i, I but I, I have like 83 wins which is okay um my my KD is fine though KD's uh, KDR is not super important in a game like this where it's really about just making it through the end and winning winning is the the more important stat um, and like the thing about KDR in this is that I the the number of times I've ended up on teams where one person or both people drop or they do a horrible jump or they abandon the team or this or that like 
if I was always playing with reliable people, I'm sure my stats would be very different. But I play with almost exclusively randoms, and that is a fucking shit show. There are, there are times where I've ended up on fantastic teams, and other times, more so than the, the, the former, where I end up on teams where people just don't give a shit. Um, and they, they really need to fix the goddamn ping system and dibbing something you got it. Like I've I've said this before, but when somebody did something, leave that shit alone. Just fucking leave it alone. But that's not the case. And I think maybe a month or so ago they updated it so that if somebody says dibs on an item, another player can't say dibs as well. So that just won't work. Trying to ping it and say like, yeah, I'll take that. But they can still pick it up. I think whoever dibs an item. They should be the only person who's able to pick it up. And I know that that could very well be hard to implement. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm acting like it's trivial because conceptually it's trivial in my mind, you know, just make it so that only you can pick it up. But in terms of actually implementing that and putting it into the game and coding and all that, that could be very complicated. I don't know shit about that. So I'm not going to act like, oh, they should fucking do this. Why are they doing this? Put a bunch of lazy pieces. Like, I understand that that could be hard to implement. And maybe they just don't want to do it either. They they, they want to have it so that your teammates can be dicks to you. But I, I wish that that was the case because it infuriates me when I when I say yes. And like it, it does put a damper on that particular game for me where I, <laughs> I you know, because I'm a spiteful person, but I, I think of ways in which I can get back at that person. I'm like, okay, if they get down, I'm not picking them up. I'll pick them up when it, I'm, when I'm good and ready. You know, even if there's time in between a gunfight and the other team is retreated or something, I'm not going to pick them up. I'm going to wait till I kill everyone. Fuck them. I don't care about them. If they get killed, you're goddamn right. I'm going to loot their shit. I'm not going to leave their loot box fucking the way it was because they're sons of bitches. Um, I probably wouldn't do that because I still feel like there's a level of achiness I'm comfortable with and looting someone's box is a little bit too icky even still but i wish they would do that and then they did a lot of bug fixes and uh, balance tweaks and stuff like that the flat line does a bit more damage the alternator does a bit more damage i believe and they're the like barrel stabilizers i think have more of an effect on it they've added a few hop-ups including one that is for the Mozambique that does like double damage against an unarmored enemy, which means it's still a pile of shit. It's, it's a slightly better pile of shit, but the Mozambique still fucking sucks because it feels terrible to shoot. And it only does double damage against an enemy that doesn't have a shield. So it's okay as a secondary weapon if you've taken down an enemy shield with your main gun and then you can. Uh, finish them off with your Mozambique or at the very, very, very beginning of a game before anyone has had time to get armor, you can use it to do double damage, but I still think it's a piece of shit gun. Um, and also with the new hop-ups, it's clear that they haven't done the voiceover work for those hop-ups because when you ping them or whatever, I think all it says is hop-up here or something. It doesn't say it out loud and that's just a little bit frustrating in, in terms of when playing the game and wanting or looking for a specific hop up 
you you hear that there's a hop up but you're not sure which one it is so you're like oh is, is it the one i want um but i'm sure they'll fix that soon i haven't messed around with any of the new hop ups because i don't know if any of them are, are that interesting to me the skull pillar the skull piercer is now a legendary hop up and rarer which makes sense because that thing is super powered i think my favorite loadout at this point is longbow with the skull piercer even if i don't have the skull piercer i still love the longbow i'm getting more comfortable with the sniper scopes and then my secondary weapon would be the r99 uh, which is great as it is but if you get an extended light magazine that's when the r99 becomes a beast it's just it shoots so fast and it can destroy enemies especially if you have level three uh extended magazine and you have 30 bullets in there and you could shoot them all in i don't know like fucking two seconds if that it's ridiculous how fast that gun is and it feels great to, to shoot but um that's my favorite loadout uh, I recently realized that the select fire when put in the prowler turns it into an automatic <laughs> submachine gun for some reason, I guess, because the first time I ever used it was in the havoc and that turns it into a single fire gun and makes it a pile of shit. Like, I don't know why you would ever use a select fire on the havoc. It is not a good hop up for the havoc at all. It's, it makes it a significantly worse gun. In my opinion, maybe there are some people out there who think the Havoc with the Select Fire is the best gun in the game. Those people, good for you. I think you're crazy. But I guess I just assumed because of that that it made the, the Prowler able to be a single fire gun. I'm like, why do people talk about how great the Prowler is with the Select Fire? Like, oh, you keep that Prowler around and if you get a Select Fire. Man, that, game, that gun is fucking amazing. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? What are you talking about? And then I watched some Apex videos maybe a month or ago or so, and I saw somebody talking about it, and then I saw a video of them, and I'm like, why is the pro... Like, do they have some fucking weapon mod, or do they... Is it like that with the single fire mode? They had like the 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 fucking uh, elite controller, and they're just able to press that button so quickly that it comes across as being fully automatic? What is going on? this is wild and then i realized wait does the select fire with the prowler do something different than what it does with the havoc and i felt like a fucking idiot but um that that has made me way way more interested in the prowler i'm a fan of the prowler now because now i know that with the select fire it's a fucking awesome gun and i think i had plenty of moments in the past where i had the prowler with a select fire and I never toggle there because I'm like, well, why would I ever want to use this? I just have it in there because it fits in there. <laughs> and Okay. Um, but I like that gun now. But I still like, I guess Prowler Longbow would still be a good combination too because with the Longbow, I mean, if I have the Longbow, I can have a Prowler, I can have a Spitfire, I can have whatever uh, other heavy ammo weapon because you're not going to be using a lot of ammo with the longbow, given that it's a sniper rifle. But also the, what is it, the, it's not the Arcstar, the, is it Arcstar or something, but the new legendary weapon they added, fucking, I hate that thing. I've never used it, but I've been on the receiving end, and I've been on the receiving end of that thing, I think, like, a few minutes into the match, which has just driven me nuts, because that thing just seems like it destroys people. That just, I like, that thing is... Maybe it's OP, maybe it's not. I, I would have to 
experience it from both ends way more than I currently have, but it feels like it's maybe OP. And then on, on top of a bunch of like gun fixes, like I said, with the, the alternator, I think the P2020 or whatever it is, it had a slight boost to the damage. The energy weapons now have lower um, default stocks uh, and they can get uh, magazine upgrades too as well this time, which makes sense because I think stuff like the, the Havoc and the Devotion prior to this update being I think 32 for the Havoc and 44 for the Devotion were somewhat ridiculous uh, being that that was how much they had in, in, in their things and they they made them pretty powerful because they added, especially with the Havoc, they added a lot. But I find that the Havoc, it just it doesn't feel right. I don't know if they change anything else about it, but it might just be all in my head, but it, it feels a little bit off now. I don't like using it anymore post-Season 2 update, which is probably just a me thing. I don't know. But I also just, uh, uh, they've, they've changed things with the, the legend, some of them. So now with your big boys, Caustic and Gibraltar, the armored, whatever that perk is, it's the, the damage reduction is up from 10% to 15%. So they have uh, an even bigger boost there with your little, little ladies like Wraith, Lifeline, and one other, I think. They have increased damage to 5% because they're so tiny. Once again, uh, Pathfinder's hitbox has been adjusted to try and have it fit his model. So they're constantly trying to make it so that his hitbox is accurate. Uh, with Bloodhound, my, my, my buddy, his, their ultimate now uh, shows enemy movement in real time. The radius is like from uh, 110 to 90. You, uh, your like a passive ability to see previous or other players' movements, actions. You know if they've jumped through an area, walked through an area, uh, shot in the space, heal themselves, etc. That goes back through 90 seconds as opposed to 60 seconds and I, I i like these changes it makes them somewhat more powerful makes them somewhat more powerful but the one thing i noticed is that there seems to be a bug with the ultimate in that when you trigger it and it does the ring to see if enemies are nearby the text that usually pops up on screen to tell you uh no no hostiles or hostiles nearby and how many or whatever that is delayed now it takes like a second or two for that to pop up and that can be problematic if there are hostiles around because if they're not in front of me or in my periphery, if they're behind me in the in the radius because it's a 360 degree radius um i'm not going to know about it unless i turn around quickly and see them moving around so that's a bit of an uh, annoyance at the moment but yeah they uh made gibraltar's dome last a little longer one of the biggest changes or biggest updates would be that lifelines healing drone when you're outside the circle it'll be destroyed after two damage ticks which 
is significant for people who like to hang out outside the circle, whether that's looting or to pick off enemies as they are trying to make their way in the circle. So that that's somewhat significant. Uh, but there are a lot of little changes here and there and, and fixes I would uh, recommend going to their, their site and, and looking through the entire list if you're interested, if you like the game. Is it enough to get people to, to come back who've left the game? I don't know. Because uh, for me, like people who, who talk about, oh, you know, I just kind of got sick of it. Well, uh, then maybe don't come back. Like, it's still fundamentally the same game. The area is a little bit different now. There's a new legend. The battle pass is improved in terms of how easy it is to level up, how fast you level up and all that. But it's still the same game, and that's why I love it. I love the way it feels. I love the legends and the, the three-squad system, even though I play with plenty of shitty players at times. I like all that stuff. Uh, in addition to all that, the last thing I'll mention is that they also added ranked mode, which I'm assuming will reset after every season because that's how it works in other stuff like Halo. And there are five tiers. So there's there's bronze, silver, gold, then I think platinum, and then maybe like a diamond. And then there's some red crazy thing that's like you're a hunter or whatever. And for the first few, you just get a badge for it. And then the later ones, you get a cosmetic for the weapons and different colored trails for your jumping which is cool and all that but i like having the rank system in there the way it works is that with bronze there's no entry cost and you get two points for making it in the top 10 four for making it in the top five seven for making it in the top three i think a win is like 12 you get a point per kill up to five max per match and then i don't know if it's uh, if you are the champion or something you get a big bonus of 12 or 14 and then after bronze i think the cost for silver entry is one point per thing so you would have to at least get into the top 10 or one kill to not lose any points for that game and then gold is two uh and so on up to five for the the final one but i like having a rank system in there it's just it's nice they they got rid of the elite system which I guess it makes sense, but I don't know. I don't know if in, at least I think the elite system is gone. I don't know if in the rank system you can still have that, um, what's it called? The streak. I don't know if that still is anything you can earn or if what you earned at the point is the max that you'll ever have for your badge and stuff. But I like at least being able to track your streak. So it's like, oh, I've, been in the top five this many games in a row or I've won this many games in a row I'd like to see that in the stats at some point but having a rank mode is nice and maybe that would be something that gets people interested in jumping in because like I find that stuff fun with uh, with Halo and just like going back and forth once I reach like the, the max area I'm in uh, just like tier in between two levels like I, I, w I would love to be able to reach the max one I don't need to stay in it just reach it that would be pretty cool so that, that's my goal with this season, ultimately, is to do that. Uh, so yeah, Apex Legends Season 2. I'm excited to play more of it, see how things play out. Uh, I'm still trying to 
get used to. I, I mean, I would probably have to play as her to really get a handle of how her powers work, her abilities work, but the new character, Watson, that's her name, right? Yeah, Watson. Um, the thing I notice about her immediately, like the first impression I have of her is that her regular ability to put down these fences can be beneficial, but it also is the most obvious of all the the legends, the most obvious, hey, we're here uh, indicator. Caustic has his traps, but those are better utilized by a good caustic in ways that are hidden from view so that people will stumble across them as opposed to just seeing them from a distance. But these giant gates that are these energy beams and are very bright and very visible from far, far away, there's no hide in those. Um, but yeah, Apex Legends Season 2, I'm all in. So yeah, that that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing. As far as what I've been watching, I started Robotech, the Macross saga, and that dub is pretty not good, and the story itself is just shitty, and the robots aren't all that cool. So I, I don't understand why Robotech is loved by a lot of people. I don't know. I, I, I don't know, you know when it came out in comparison to other mecha shows and shit like that but I don't I'm not digging it so there's that but once I get through that that's like the last backlog thing that I want to get through I think it'll finally be time to hit one of the big boys I'm talking about Naruto or One Piece I'm leaning towards One Piece specifically because I still think that One Seeker game or whatever it's called looked rad I think it got mixed reviews or like bad to okay reviews i don't care i think it looked good visually but i also think it looked like it would be a good time and i've heard that there are a lot of little easter eggs and stuff for people who are big fans so i would want to be at least somewhat knowledgeable of the series prior to playing it so that's why i'm leaning, leaning towards there and then you know i won't have to hear believe it all the time at least but i might have to hear other annoying shit i don't know i don't know shit about one piece so it was like a fucking pirate ship and the one dude is like Mr. Fantastic. That's it. I don't know anything else. Anywho, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Krishnez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage. If you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way as always thank you for watching or listening i hope you enjoy this here episode and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day